When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Will Coleman, founder and CEO of Alto, and I built Alto to put an end to rideshare horror stories. You're used to the total lack of consistency in rideshare. Maybe it's a smelly car or a driver that asks just one too many personal questions. Not anymore. With Alto, you know exactly what to expect every ride. Every Alto driver is a trained Alto employee, and every Alto vehicle is part of our private fleet of luxury SUVs. Say goodbye to rideshare horror stories. Download the Alto app today and use code FOUNDER for $10 off your first ride. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Arsenal Opinion Podcast. I am here with Ash. Hello mate, how are you? I'm great, it's, it's fantastic to have some company for the first time in a while. I know, you, uh, you did seem a bit lonely there on your island. Yeah, it, it, it was a lonely thing, but ultimately, if you set out to do one of these podcast things a week, you've 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 got to stick to it. And um, you know that James O'Brien guy does LBC on his own. Jordan Peterson does a twelve-hour audio book on his own. Why not? Sounds fair to me, actually. Uh, as someone that used to work on the radio, I should probably remember that it's usually one person talking. So there you go. Um, but we will find a technological solution. We will. We're working hard. Yes. on Skype because I thought I'd cracked it and I have not but Ash has better technology than me we'll see we will see anyway an action packed week because um, it's at the, the quarter point of the season just about almost the quarter point of the season it's the dullest time of the year because it's that long long international, international break, break that yeah. no one gives a toss about well there was a lot of relevance to the international break last night I do not like the racism that I saw do you know what I think, uh, I, think, uh, I think the reaction to it has been very, very positive. The fact that the Bulgarian Prime Minister told the gobby like, that runs Bulgarian football, you know, who's shouting there was a problem in Britain, a bigger one, than there was in Bulgaria. And this is a team that's playing already with a quarter of the stadium shut because of their, their past vitriol. Um, I was told to step down this morning, and he did. I think it's pretty... It's pretty impressive, actually. I thought the players, um, they, do you know, they genuinely had the right to walk off and they went with the full protocol. I, I applaud the Bulgarian captain who went and shouted at these nutters. But the story is sort of coming out now about how some of these people were employed by, you know, the uh, club ground that it was, that it was part of. They were, all, they were all in one area dressed in black, making those really offensive gestures. Um, I think as long as UEFA follow through and do something about it, this can't be another Italian football scenario, which is, well, nothing to see here, just go away. You know, 4,000 euro fine. So do, do you think that it was correct to not walk off the pitch? I think, look, so if it had been a third time, then I think they would have walked off and I think that would have been perfectly fair. And I think Harry Kane, I think they wanted to play the game most importantly. And I do agree that you don't want these people to win. I think what happened at half time is they, those people left. 
which is what I know, because the second half went on uninterrupted completely. Mm-hmm. So hindsight is always a wonderful thing, and I think the decision will always fall on the side of it was the right. I think they got it right. I think they got it absolutely bang on. I agree. Uh, I agree. Fair play. Look, one thing about that England team is it's full of kids, right? Mm-hmm. And whatever you think about Raheem Sterling, I think he's been incredibly unfairly dealt with for a number of reasons. Um, I think to be able to hold it together, Tammy Abraham, you know, that kid. And this is, I, I, I think it was great. I think, you know, I think Ian Wright said some really interesting stuff around this today. I won't repeat it. You should go and read it because Wright is a guy who's experienced the worst of this week in, week out mm-hmm. uh, in English grounds. And uh, the game has come a long way. Has it gone backwards since then? I think it probably has a bit. Uh, but I think that's the state of the world we live in today, not necessarily football. But uh, I, I really am full of an admiration. Fair play to the ref, by the way. It literally took one complaint for the lino, the ref got involved, and the stadium announcer was on. And I just think that that was, I think, the the thing that made sure the game went on and that the England players didn't feel like they had to walk off because something was being done about it. There has to be a cost at some point. There has to be a 100%. consequence. I think, you, and if it takes look, banning this is, somebody... This is their second offence. And yeah. then is it uh, Legia Sophia or CSK Sophia who've got this huge problem around racism as well. I don't know, that's it. You can set out the Euros next year. I mean, it's if they qualified, I suppose, but... but or, they set up, a, or they set up qualifying for the next tournament. That might be even harder, you know, if they don't qualify in this one. It would be a statement. You know, what, the, the UK? Did we get kicked out of the Champions League or the European Cup way back when for... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? You bring that back into context, I think... Uh, I think you've got a very fair point there. I, I genuinely think money's not enough now. So either dock them points in their group, yeah, plain and simple, or ban them for a tournament. I think I think a ban. I think a ban will start yeah. to shut a lot of people out around the yeah. world. I really think it would. Yeah. Especially for Bulgaria. It's not like you're bringing in world-class football week in, week out. Having England come to play yeah, totally. should be exciting. And right? for those players, that's probably one of the greatest nights of their careers, if you think about it. The striker, um, oh no, it was the striker for um, Czech Republic, who part-time for um, Dallas FC. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it should be an honour. 100%. And it's not because it's England, it's because it's a tier one nation in terms of, you know, the World Cup semi-finalists, by the yeah, way. You're playing, Raheem <laughs> Sterling is one of the best players in the world, without a yeah, doubt, like exactly. seeing him You've in the ground. a bunch of players who are at the very top of the Premier League have won the Premier League, you know. So, not an Arsenal boy in that team. <laughs> Willock soon. Willock soon. Yeah, taking uh, over although, that Jordan Henderson role. Although, Eddie and Katia. I know. You... Hat-trick today for the under-21s. I love Eddie. He's great, isn't he? Three good goals, by the way. He reminds me of Ian Wright a little bit just, just yeah. his swagger. So he scored what? He scored four, five for England mm-hmm. in the last two days, last four days, and then three up at Leeds, but not getting game time. I think <clears throat> he's got to start getting into that side because I think that's that's what he needs. He looks like he's a confidence player as well, very much a confidence player. Um, and I think if if by January he's not played a, a sizable, decent number of games for Leeds, I think you've got to take a look at is he better off coming back to us for a bit. Yeah. Is he getting the Serge Gnabry treatment? Should we talk about that? Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe Enketia <laughs> could be as big, big as Jeffers was for the England. Would he get eighteen? Did you see that piece at the weekend where Arsene, uh, Kevin Phillips uh, was at a dinner last week where Arsene was being honoured for by charity, and uh, Phillips told the story of how Arsene had told him, "You just won the Golden Boot." It was you or Franny Jeffers, and I went for Jeffers because he was a bit younger, and I regret it. I should have signed you. Kevin Phillips scored some fucking goals. He right? scored a shit ton but, of but, goals. But he, he scored great goals. Oh, really? And he was a, like a proper 90s strikers striker. But you, you, knew, you knew it would come unstuck for him in the end because yeah. a lot of his goals... I mean, this is just you know recollections from many years ago, but a lot of his goals were smashing, s- smashing oh, a shot from twenty-five yards out. Right, that's what I have in my head—a volley from sort of the edge of the box, and it's just gone flying in. 
But you've got to remember that Sunderland team wasn't terrible. They finished in the what, top seven or eight when he scored 30. And he got the golden boot. It wasn't even on the last day. He was there by quite a long way, I seem to remember. You had uh, Kevin Phillips at Sunderland. Um, was it Marcus Stewart at Ipswich? Is like another another one uh, Marcus, he got, who got into the England Mar- team temporarily. Marcus Stewart, I think when he when, I think when he started playing, it shows my age. Actually, he had a perm. You had a perm. No, I didn't. Marcus Stewart did. Oh, I Marcus Stewart did. And if I am wrong, Marcus Stewart, forgive me. <laughs> well, what so are you doing now. So anyway, so I, I, I'm in I'm in agreement um, with you. The decision to stay on the pitch was correct. But just one thing before we move on. I can't stand the people, the, the Brits, who come on after um, a disgusting display of racism in a, in a football stadium of all places. And they say, oh, aren't, aren't the UK guilty of this with Brexit? And it's like, there's always, you know, isn't it a bit hypocritical? It's like, you've just watched young men being racially abused and have monkey chants in the ground. Right. And if, if it's a bit like Brexit, how about I turn up to your office where you work and do that to you? Yeah. How about I do that? Nobody's denying that there are, are racists in the UK, but to say that Brexit is a little bit like what no, went on no, that stadium. It's horseshit. You know, absolute bullshit. I can't stand those damn virtue signalers. I'm using things I'm using terms like virtue signaling now. And you see it on the, you see it all the time. It's um, a fair point though. It is a fair point, it is a fair point. So on to the topic of Arsenal, but we'll come back in the next part to uh, explore some Ozil magic. And we're back, part two, this time with microphones. Hello. Hey, how's it going? That's better, isn't it? Yeah, I think that that sounds a little bit crisper. Yes. Uh, Okay, so it's the quarter point in the season. Arsenal um, have had a mixed bag. You went to the Bournemouth game. Do you want to tell us what you saw? So I was at the Bournemouth game and... uh, uh, I'm an idiot, so I missed the goal. Um, but that's my fault. Um, yeah. First, it was good to see the boys. It's been a while, uh, I have to say, since I've uh, had the pleasure of going back and sitting in my seat. But um, I thought the atmosphere was slightly interesting. Um, not in a negative way, but you, I think you can really start to feel... You, you can, you're really getting a clear idea of the fans in the ground and what they think of certain players. And it was really interesting to see any of the homegrown product, the youth players were genuinely warmly applauded and cheered. Um, there were individuals within that that you know were completely um, uh, lauded. And then there was, <laughs> certainly where I sit, quite a lot of vitriol towards uh, certainly the man who's been given the captain's armband. Um, Which one? There's uh, five of them. Granite, the main one. Granite, poor, poor granite. And uh, I, I think, I think maybe I'm reading too much into this, but uh, and I am biased because I don't like the bloke. But um, I thought when Torreira came on, the cheer he got relative to some of the other players was was quite telling. Actually, fans uh, like, Torreira, yeah, I think right? the fans do like Torreira, and I, I don't think we understand why he's not in the side unless he's. You know, know, punched Emery's family or kidnapped someone. I don't know, but I think you can make it out in the press. Uh, There's a story that the stats company, the Arsenal own Stat DNA. DNA. Yeah, I think that's them. They identified Torreira as a as a good holding midfielder, and uh, Unai Emery wanted to sign um, Enzonzi. Because he's big. And, and he's played with him before. And he's played with him before. But the, the stat company said, no, sign Torreira. So he signed Torreira. And I actually think a lot of the decision-making around Jacka must be based around his height and you know, perceived physicality. Because he doesn't like, he doesn't seem to like Torreira, or at least not Torreira next to Gwendozi for some reason. Even though Gwendozi's 6'1", right? Yeah, I don't understand any of that. I think it's... If you've made a bloke club captain. I know there's five, but he's named Granite. You know, it's his name on the board, right? Up in the yes. hallways or wherever they are these days. Um, he's not going to drop him. And I think when he's playing him, he doesn't... And he, I think he wants to play Grandosi and I think he wants to play uh, Ceballos. 
and in that kind of, whether it's a diamond or whatever the hell it is. Um, and the problem with that is you're seeing Gwendozi having to drop back because Granite doesn't seem to want to move to do anything. He also can't tackle. We've known this for years. Um, and as a result, we're sort of chasing games a bit and then that's what's taken... Grandozzi has to literally put in and play out of his skin, which he's done pretty much every week since the Spurs game. It's been great. You can't argue. Been, I mean, you can't. But should he have to be in that position is the bigger question, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe there's something to it. I do think there's an element of an issue with Unai's bad management. Do you think the... I mean, potentially there's the the idea... I mean... Raul came out and said that, or, or leaked to uh, David Ornstein, that the reason that Ozil had been dropped is because he doesn't put as much effort into training as other players, which is not a new thing, I would imagine. Patrick Vieira back in the day didn't train particularly well, so I, I don't know whether you can completely hold that up, but that's not a new piece of information. And if Granite Jacker just trains really hard, maybe it's a bit of a bit of a kiss ass. Yeah, but. If he doesn't turn up and deliver every weekend when the games are on, then it doesn't matter how hard you train. No, and he's a tactical weakness. He's an opportunity. 100%. Look, maybe all of this changes. And we, we talked about this a few weeks ago when we were together. You know, now they played in the Europa League, but Bellerin, Tierney, Holding all played a game together. Right? Yeah. And th- I think this weekend will be telling. I think it really will. Uh, or Monday. We're playing Monday, aren't we? Monday, Sheffield United. And then we've got a game again Thursday, haven't we, in the mm-hmm. Europa. So it'll be interesting to see which way round he plays it, because I think if we get a slightly more solid defence, and the risk, you know, we're sitting here assuming that that is a slightly more solid defence than we've got. Not that I don't think Callum Chambers has done much wrong. I certainly don't think Kalasnach has done a lot wrong since Nacho, when in fact I think it's been the making of him since he joined the club. Um, but... It will be interesting to see what he does. And I think if there's a firmer foundation there, does that mean the things in the middle of the park will be fine? What was really obvious to me, and I'd sit quite low down, but kind of in a reasonably good view, is we're losing the midfield battle. We were losing the midfield battle against Bournemouth, mm-hmm. a team we were all over. And we are literally playing it down the wings, and there's nothing in the middle. Anytime it is in the middle, it's just going sideways. We're not driving forward. And what's the point in having players with pace like Aubameyang and Pepe and Lacazette if you're not going to give them those nice, cute through balls and those things to run onto and that real pace that we've got? Because at the moment, you'd have to say, on paper, the front three that we've bought for the amount we've spent, which is 200 million quid, right? Mm -hmm. They're all in their mid to late 20s. They're all internationals. You'd have to argue the three kids at Chelsea are doing a way better job. Yeah. And, uh, and Frank Lampard is truly in a transition season. Yes. And the, the, the fact that we've not made that much ground on Chelsea when we really should be a bit more settled and than we I are right now. I don't think it's those three players. And look, the Pepe confidence thing, I think people are being impatient. Henri didn't score for so long when he joined. 13, 14 games? Yeah. Ian Wright didn't. Dennis Bergkamp didn't. Just wait till we play Southampton. It's usually when it happens. But <laughs> per, yeah, um, P- Perez and Freddie Lundberg no, were slow start. I know Freddie scored starts. in his debut. But. And, and Pepe has come from, you know, a, not, not a regular top three French club. Yeah. Uh, but that said, he looked lost. Positionally, he looked lost. There was times at which Chambers was slightly further forward than him, which was odd. Um but literally, it's the fullbacks that are, are driving the ball and getting it into the forwards, not the midfield. Other than when Gwendozi's usually in the second half trying to help chase the game. So I, I do think the problem is the midfield. I, I, we can talk about the defence. Happy to. But at the same time, they're, they're getting no protection. The forwards getting no supply. And it's, it's give not... It, give it's, it one game. It's not a new thing either. Right, it's not new. No. And Look, we, I'll tell you when we this take, uh, we you take when Granit Xhaka out the side, then we have two pretty well, good results. Two and the, a half games of pretty impressive yeah, play, I th- right? I think the Granit will have to miss a couple of games. He's been booked for a ridiculous amount of times already, uh, as we know. So 
it's a matter of time. I think, you know, give it a month and he'll have to miss a game anyway. Yeah, you know, your worst players are always the most robust. You never, you, Granite Jacker can't run fast enough to ping a hamstring. <laughs> you're never going to no, get I six weeks. No, I think he's fine, but I think what he's going to do, yeah, exactly. You're never going to be no, six weeks I think you're right out, with that right? one, but I think what he's definitely going to get is we're going to get a game or two or three. What's it, it's going to be one or three, right? As a bit of a suspension and uh, hopefully someone else comes in and gets a bit of form and puts a bit of a run together and proves that that's the right thing. I'm not that I'm wishing the bloke injury or whatever. I just think he is a liability. He's going to get himself suspended. I think that's someone's opportunity, right? I hope so. It feels like the right midfield... What, do you know, it, the, the right midfield is Willock, Gwendozi, um, I don't know, maybe like a, maybe a Ceballos type character in there. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't, it's too young though, isn't it? It is. And it's too young. Oh, look, we were talking about Torreira earlier. Torreira's not exactly old. He's only 22, 23 as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, so look, I think it's, uh, I think it's interesting times. Uh, but that said, we miss, you know, a- we miss Aaron. God, we miss Aaron. We miss Aaron. We sit, he's playing well in that Juve side when he's playing as well. Yeah, he left. He left to go to Serie A too young, in my opinion. But I guess if you know that was an Emery decision, he didn't want him in the side last year. Yeah, pushed him out of the club. Yep, and well, he's done the same with the other top player, which is Mesut. Well, whether you think about whatever you think about the training, the not training, and all that kind of stuff, that bloke didn't go from being a three hundred and fifty thousand quid a week marquee player that was the number one in assists in Europe for however many seasons in a row. Winning a World Cup, winning the FA Cup with us, winning La Liga, and then overnight become a bad player. Yeah, and you, you don't. Mourinho, for me, over the last twenty years, has always been the master of coming in, making an absolutely brutal decision that you can't fathom, and then showing you the light. Yeah, why matter? He doesn't have enough pace or mobility. He's out. Yep, and we're going to offer you something better. Um, Una Emery has taken a player who thinks half a second quicker than anybody else, and is a you, he will always create two That's, to three good not, chances a game, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And by the way, you know, everyone, oh, Mesut's lazy. He's a walker. I promise you, go and watch archive footage of one camera following Dennis Bergkamp. The guy barely ran. But the but, but the, the the key point is, if you're going to take Mesut out. Show me how you create chances without him. And if you consistently can't create chances Could without him, then, then, then you might as well try and fathom a way of working him. Because even when, I'm, I can't remember the, the game where he came on. Um, maybe, was it Forest? It wasn't Forest, was it? He, couldn't, he didn't make the... No, was it, was, it? it was a Europa League game. Was it a Europa League game? Yeah, yeah. he and, controlled it. He and, controlled he, he it. He controls it and he's, he's knocking the ball about. He's opening up spaces that Ceballos isn't capable of doing uh, at the moment. And I, I, I don't understand why Emery doesn't go, right, you're not going to push him out in January. He's not going to go. He's not put his house up for sale. He loves London. He's going to sit here developing games yep. in London. Yep. And you're not going to move him out. So why don't you try and work with him instead okay, of... Exactly right. Why not say, look, these are my expectations. Screw the training thing, right? I get it. But I want this out of you in every game. And if you aren't doing it after an hour, I'm going to haul you off and put a kid on. And look, in business, if there is a precocious talent that works under you yes. and they're a fucking pain in the ass, but they do the job, they bring in sales, they win pitches, and you as a leader cannot manage them, your boss will say, why the fuck is that guy not working on this project? You're like, ah, oh, just just don't know his attitude. But that so used to be the case. Work here. But do you know that used to be the case with Henri? The rest of the players would be like, yeah, it's Henri. Just wrap him up in cotton wool and don't let him get involved in anything. Yeah, he doesn't have to work hard. We'll do that. Yeah. And um, um, uh, <laughs> Carlo Ancelotti says in his book, he said the best players get treated differently. Yes, it's just nature of the beast. But the, you know? that is nurturing talent. Yeah. That is absolutely... It's not all... And by the way, I've seen it go horribly wrong. You know, we've talked about this. I'm a huge cricket fan. I think I think the... Uh, I've just read Alistair Cook's book and anyone who thinks that KP wasn't an issue for that side and didn't push things too far, read the book by the people that were right in the middle of that situation. And You want to have your war with Piers Morgan? Go for you, it. You take it out with him. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I really take... I've never been on KP's side. He's a phenomenal player, and I know we're getting sidetracked, but 
Uh, I think he pushed it too far. Anyway, Messi's not causing a problem, though. And this is quite interesting, you know, because normally players in that situation would be like, oh, screw you, trying to engineer a transfer, trying to do this, getting their story out in the media. He's not. He's He's rocking up to training every day. He is playing. Every photograph we see, and okay, they may be edited or whatever they might be. He's got a smile on his face. And you played him through the whole of preseason. He's yes. blo- he's bleach blonde hair, yes. new 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 Meza Erzul. He nearly took a knife for you, son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, and then if if you don't like him and you don't rate him, do you know what you don't do? Don't give him one of those captain's armbands because that's either that's either incredibly bad management or it's vicious trolling, right? And how does that reflect? I, I just think that, plus the granite thing, the, there's a couple of other things. I think subbing that, Pepe subbing on 60 minutes for an 18-year-old, I thought, I I, think, against a uh, shit side, I, I thought think that was Pepe, bad. Yeah, look, so there, I, so there are two sides to that argument, right? One is, he wasn't having a good game, get him off before he do more damage. Or, this is the kind of game that he actually could do with, you know, switch him to the other side, play him down the middle for a minute, whatever you could do. Give him some confidence. But I have to say, I thought he looked out of sorts. He did look out of sorts. He looked but really out of sorts. I, I think that a 24-year-old who's your most expensive signing in a, in a game against one of the worst teams in the league, uh, statistically, like their 11th position yeah, is yeah. way out of kilter. Give him a run. Like he might score no, a totally. goal in the 93rd minute. And to take him I, off for an 18-year-old, although Martinelli did deserve to get game time, not taking anything away from him, I just thought it was like, it's a microaggression. It's just not smart. And those, no, those microaggressions I don't think, add I don't, up. I don't think Emery is. I think he's, I think he reads numbers. I don't think he reads emotions and people. And that Bit on all, the spectrum, right? Yeah, which bit. is fine if you've got people around you that will challenge you in the right way to do that. But it doesn't seem that that's happening either. I mean, look, we talked about the whole thing around his communication. And anyone that says that that isn't an issue is talking horseshit. There is clearly an issue. We and can't understand it. And it's just a and, repeat and of what happened in France. Yeah. And yeah. clearly Freddie's doing a lot. The players that are really responding are players that have played under Freddie. With the, I think every kid that's come through the season has played unbelievably well. What, and every, every time a kid comes on and blows it out of the park... Uh, they go to the press straight after. They say, Freddie does all the yep. communication. Yep. Freddie has nurtured me. I mean, I, I, have, I have heard a mixed bag of reviews about Freddie, and I think it would be dangerous to give him the job no, if Emery fails it. We've talked about this. I, uh, I just think, don't, don't, give him, don't give him a bag of shit to work with, which no. it will be, but I, I, he looks great in a tracksuit. He looks great in a suit. Like he's got, he's got the the special sauce that Emery doesn't have. Right? We, all know, we all know he looks great in Calvin Klein underwear. He, oh, yeah, pretty much everyone in the world knows that. Yeah. Um, I put his picture in a deck the other day for a client. That, <laughs> that picture. I was like, we want to use this photographer. Like, you okay? Who's this? It's the Grace. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should probably not talk about things like that. No. Because I've got some worse stories. Anyway, but the um, yeah, I do think there's an issue with. I think the. Uh, is there an issue? Look, if we finish in the top four, we probably won't give a shit. But we, you, you've said this, I've said this, I don't think he'll be the manager of the club at the end of the season. Although it has come out that his deal is not two years, it's three. Is it? Ornstein came out and said that there two is no... Two plus one? No, there's no break clause. So if he leaves at the end of the season, it's because... He's been fired. Yeah. Or but he's I, I, did, I did think it was interesting that Raul said, we're all very interested in... Freddie Lundberg. Like, that was quite a... I mean, that's not messing around, is it? Well, Arsene's backed one man for the job, hasn't he? Yeah, he backed Patrick Vieira. I don't know. I, I, feel, that, I feel that that's a bit of a, a kiss of death, perhaps. No, I don't. I think actually, if you read the piece in detail, which I don't think anybody would have had, it's something that came out a bit earlier, but the, um, he talks about how he thinks Vieira's taking the right approach to management, which is he's learning. He's very much in learn mode. And then his view is he shouldn't be Arsenal manager now, but he would make a good Arsenal manager, is what he said. And I think that's what we all would love. <laughs> would rather him not learn uh, Arsenal, a, right? Yeah, yeah, no, totally. And I think that's a smart thing. I think he was learning on the job. He was learning at City, but unless you get the City job, 
you're in the MLS or you're in one of the other you know leagues that, where they've got a team or a B team the, or something. The MLS like that. is not, not. No, it's not. And it's he not said, there Do you know what? Moment. I'm going to go to a good French side. A billionaire-backed French side Which nowadays. Which wasn't, wasn't the case when he signed no, up, by the no. way. Got them into the top six. Got them playing good football. Yeah. Got rid of the rot. He got rid of Balotelli, didn't he? Did uh, he get rid of... Yeah, Balotelli went after he arrived, I believe, to Marseille. And Balotelli's now gone back to his hometown club. Well, really? Yeah. What a waste of a career he had. What a talented guy, though. He was incredibly talented, yeah. It's a shame, that one. But, Fun. Um, yeah. Fun as well. Slightly mad. Yeah, a bit mad. Um, yeah, look, I've made no, no, absolutely made it very clear that I think Patrick Vieira would be, if, given time, would be a great Arsenal manager. And I want him to be a great Arsenal manager. And I, I don't know what I mean for Freddie, but I mean, Freddie will get, they're all still relatively young for managerial Positions, you know, you have to. And you, uh, Patrick Vieira turned forty this year. Freddie's not even forty. Yeah, is he not forty yet? No. You have to take uh, you have to take your football career very seriously in the sense that um, football is still one of the few sports where no mistake can really be tolerated on the ascension to the top. Right, hundred percent. It has to be blemish free because Remy Gar. Or if you if you if there are blemishes, you've got ways of dealing with those blemishes really quickly. Well, it's, Remy Gar was on the up, and then he took that Villa job, and now that's never going to come back. So do you know how that happened? Uh, no, to some Tom Fox madness. It was Arsene recommending him to Tom Fox. Oh really? Because the story was that Remy Gar was who Arsene wanted to replace him. What I don't think he was a bad manager. I just feel like no, Villa just, had a lot of bad luck. Idrissa Gaye. But Villa was Gaye, still... Gaye, Gaye. Villa were going through a sale twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they're just... No, they're about to go through a sale. And they, this was still, what, this was three seasons ago, four seasons ago. I mean, the hilarious thing was that then they got the bloody Spurs idiot to manage, which was even funnier. Tim Sherwood. Yeah. Uh, but the um, the... Other issues that they still have that Martin O'Neill hangover. A lot of players on a lot of money that were not very good. Yeah, um, that was they tried a project British core as well, didn't they? I don't know what they tried. I think O'Neill had lost it. I mean, the way he got fired out of Forest earlier this season. Yeah, he got them to fifth though, didn't he? Did he get to fifth? I think Martin O'Neill's probably a good coach. I think he's a terrible in the transfer window. Yeah, uh, but but that Aston Villa side had. How do you say Idris Gaye? Gaye? I can't. Remember. Anyway, he's defensive midfielder at PSG. The the, no, the I new know. I know. the new Kante. Um, they had that um, uh, the the rapid they winger. Car- they had Carew. They had who is um, uh, Traore. Traore. They had Canute. They had, they had some decent players. They have some decent um, players. Who's Canute. the ex Celtic guy? The Bulgarian. Got cancer. Got cancer. Still alive. Leukemia. Perfectly. Yeah, leukemia. Yeah, he doing well. Good for um, him. They had some solid players in that team. But Remy, so, the point is, Remy Gar jumped too early. He took a job that he shouldn't have, and now he's um, now he's nowhere. Uh, and it's and the interesting thing like Frank Lampard didn't do a great job at Derby. Like took took them from sixth to sixth. Has landed the Chelsea job, but the because they couldn't get anyone else. Given the transfer ban, well, they, no, but, but they wanted that he knew the young players, yes. and their strategy yes. is don't buy anyone this year, take the transfer ban, and then if Frank yep. gets them playing next year, spend 150 million. What was the story that came out earlier? Was it last week that uh, someone actually made a case to shut down the Chelsea academy and just buy players? What <laughs> about two or three years ago? One of the one of their million managers that they've had in the last X number of years had actually made that case. I bet it was Mourinho. Mourinho never played a kid, did he? No, no. Mourinho's definitely sniffing around that Arsenal job. Turned down the Leon, the Leon role after ex-Arsenal left-back, Silvino got fired. After He's, seven games in after, Yeah, a little bit That's harsh. his first big gig. It's a pretty big gig. Well, he came into. from like Brazil under 23s. Um, yeah, but it's like top flight all French that, football is still yeah. slightly more. All that's made a and Leon, quick and Leon, decision. Leon has developed some good players over the years, by and the way. They, were, they, they tried to sign Arteta as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Look, I think we're, uh, as I said, B-minus. 
B minus. B minus for Arsenal. And I'll tell you why. It's because we're third. And we're third because Spurs are shit and United are more shit. Yeah, and I think Spurs will unshit themselves, if that is possible. That's my bet. I think they're so full of shit, they could never unshit themselves. Do you don't think they can unshit themselves? There's any... I mean... I know. Do you think it's over for Pochettino? Do you think he I think he's done for. You think I think he's, he's done. I think he can recover. I don't think he wants to recover. He does not look happy, does he? No. And they've literally built a toilet bowl and they filled it full of shit. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't see the NFL at the weekend, though. How was that? I got stuck on the tube with a couple of them, actually. Um, Did the Panthers win at the weekend? It was, was the weekend Panthers before or? they were playing there, wasn't it? Oh, right. It was Panthers, Browns. The interesting thing is yes, that when Pochettino... Odell Beckham Jr. was in the Spurs shop wearing a Spurs shirt. Uh, but when, um, <laughs> when, 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 it, uh, when it finishes for Spurs, when the, when the Pochettino... Um, the the Pochettino out thing actually happens, which I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen this season. I don't think there's anywhere you can't, can't go higher than, than the Champions League in second place. But Daniel Levy, I think, is not the best owner. I don't think. He's, I think he's I, really shrewd at business. I don't think he's a very good owner. I don't think. I think he should have invested in Pochettino. He didn't. I think Pochettino well, was another story well above his average. Yeah, but there's another story that they wanted to move three players on, but they couldn't to be able to bring other people in. Like, well, why'd you wait till the last day? He just made and it. Levy's been traditionally been quite good at getting this stuff done early, which we've kind of moaned about. No, a bit. Levy's Levy's late. He's always been late. Yeah, at the end of every transfer window, I think they always do one big signing before almost the season's over. Anyway, parking all of that shit. Um, I think what Levy will do, because I don't think he's an idiot. I do think he's smart, but I think he's smart on behalf of himself and the investment portfolio Enoch. Um, is when Solskjaer goes and United come in for Poch, he'll be like, oh, hello, bit of compo, bit of compo, yes. buy out the contract. But that, that. And then he won't look like the guy that sacked their and, hero. But that's a devastating move for Arsenal's season. Because United have I, I good think, players. I think... Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, Better than Spurs? Pogba. Pogba. Pogba is world class. Pogba no, alone. One of the top three players in the world. Yeah. And anyone who thinks otherwise is mad. Right? I, I to think, go and watch that World I, Cup final. I, I, think, <laughs> I think Pochettino would shape that team. Oh, I think he would, but I don't think he'd do it this season. I think that well, they're, a top, they're a top four side... They're more of a top four side than Arsenal under Emery if Pochettino takes over. So I think that that will be my main concern. So given the top two are taken, yep, and it's between four for third and fourth, yep, we've got twenty five, twenty or twenty three percent way this season, whatever it is. Oh, I mean, and we're third, and we look good for third. To be fair, because I don't think, I think it'll be, it'll be one of us, United. Or Spurs, and I think it will probably be Chelsea. Yeah, I think if, I think Chelsea could have a strong end to the season. I think. Yep. I, I think if Pochettino stays at Spurs, I think they will have a strong end to the season. I, and I think that we're going to have a, a breath of life until December. I, I, and think, I think we're going to be in a, trouble. I think a lot for uh, I think a lot for Spurs will depend on the Champions League. Well, how far they go? Yeah. Yeah. I could, I, I can agree with Although that. Although it doesn't appear that they're going to go very far no, at all. No, uh, but it, 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 it is, it is interesting how just at a certain point you stop listening to someone's bullshit. I think Klopp said he's, when he was at Dortmund and he had uh, an in, incredibly unlucky season, and he said there just comes a point where I don't want to listen to the players, and the players don't want to listen to me anymore, and you've got to move. And he says that that's normally after four or five seasons. That's quite yeah. interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and Pochettino's what, in his fifth? Yeah. No, and look, I, I, th- I think he called it in the way that he called it after the Champions League final, which is I think I've taken this club as far as I can, should have just given the constraints that I've got. Yeah. I think he should have probably agreed to walk then. He's had, he's had a fucking face on since then, hasn't he? Oh, they've changed my, they should change my job title and back to being a coach because that's what I do. And, and I, he, stopped, he stopped wearing a, a suit... Wears a tracksuit to denote trainer, right? If he grows his hair long again, like he had it in the uh, in the nineties, 
But he'll be a great manager if he goes somewhere else and he, you know, probably does deserve well, I, to be funded. I, I don't think he wants the United job. I've got horror. Uh, I, I think he played, what, 100 games in Paris. He loved it there, and I think he'd probably love to go back. Yeah, PSG would be a nice job. I think it'd be a great job for him. Uh, but he's, he's, got good, he's, got good, he's got big ties with uh, Ferguson. Has he? Mm-hmm. He goes for dinner. He goes to dinner with him. That, oh. I think that that would be an alarming hire. It would be, it would be too rational for Ed Woodward. Those guys... No, I'm not going to say that out loud. You know what would be rational for uh, Raul? Don Raul? Mourinho. <laughs> Mourinho takeover after we have a nightmare I December. I don't want to... I don't want to think well, about the other that. person that's on the market, you know, and is Allegri, and I think apparently his English is getting better. It wasn't bad to start with, from what I knew. Yeah, that would be. That would I'd be. I'd take him in a heartbeat. See, I'd love like I'd love Nagelsmann. He's kind of the dream. Has Nagelsmann said he's going to go at the he, end of he this? He doesn't speak a word of English. Which is surprising because most Germans, Germans have, uh, have better English good, than English people. Yeah, no, I know. Good grasp. Uh, yeah, he's doing well though, isn't he? Who's he got of our, out of our crew at the moment? That I don't think he's got anybody. Of? I thought we'd send someone there. No, we didn't. All right. No, they, they tried to sign um, Smith Rowe. That's right. But we, we asked we just, yeah. 25 million quid or something. Oh, no. it was twenty. We valued him at 25 million for Upper Makano. But for that was for the value of the loan fee. That wasn't the... We weren't willing to sell Smithrow, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad. I'd like to see Smithrow yeah, come 100%. in. Yeah, uh, 100%. So quickly, because we have rambled on. Um, let's, do a, let's do a quick blitz of players we love. Um, what, like, it, let's be honest... The players that we've signed so far have been a bit disappointing. Right? Yeah, but I, I, I go back to my previous point. I think it's still too early to tell. For yeah, no, completely. But the counter to that is the real stars so far this season have been the kids. Without a doubt. And I'm going to put it out there. My favourite player at Arsenal of the last five years is Saka. I love him. Bloody hell, that kid. He, he works hard. He tries hard. And he's, I mean, he's so still, quick. He is quick. He needs, he needs, needs to bulk up a bit, I think. He's, he's probably got, too got, a bit he's young. Got that, he's, he's got that Neymar too. frame. Probably you know, not suited I, to the Premier League. No, but. look, I, I think, I hope he's not uh, another one of those that doesn't cut it and, and, and goes. I think. Uh, no, but he does cut it. Already, I think, I think he does, and I think he's the real deal. No, I look, don't you think uh, that little that that quick pass that he made to Aubameyang? I think he's. I think he's. I mean, he needs game time at the top flight, and I think the problem is Lacka will come back in, and he won't get his chances now. You don't think? I feel like he's more effective than Lacazette out wide, especially for what Emery's looking for. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. Unless um, unless Emery puts Aubameyang. Out wide, which wide, I think is which, what, which which I think you, is what he'll do. Will end up doing, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, those guys. I think Willock's done well. I think Reese Nelson until he got injured has had a, a, a good, good, An okay run. start. Yeah, but he's it's not his he position. He doesn't have the same belief. Yeah, but it's though. not his position. Why? Where would you play him? Where would you? Would you? I think he's a midfielder. He's not a right back, is he? No, he plays. Um, he, he plays uh, as a winger, right? Yeah, but I don't think he's. I. Think, I think he looks like he. Yeah, that's confidence. why when I say he's a midfielder, I'm like right midfield, right, yeah. right winger, whatever you want to call it. Um, Martinelli, the most exciting striker since Nicholas Anelka, and isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it just typical of Unai Emery that you've just found a kid that can play as a striker, and Emery's like, no, 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 he's 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 actually a winger. It's like, are you kidding me? Those headers, no chance. Yeah, but there's a reason. Like you know, Thierry Henry was a winger. He start. Yeah, I. I, I, I by the I'd way, happily everyone, have him everyone gives Arsenal a lot of credit for converting him. He made him play on the wing at Monaco, and then he's converted him to being a striker when he joined Arsenal. That was not his plan. His plan was Anelka stayed and Omri played on the wing. Would that, that, would, no. that would have been insane. Oh, that would have been incredible. But maybe we wouldn't have got the Thierry Omri we got, <laughs> which, by and, the way... Is... And Omri was a striker for the Monaco youth. Yeah. And then he, yeah, couldn't, yeah. he, couldn't, dis- was it, he couldn't dislodge George Ware. Something along those so, lines. Somebody, somebody yeah. amazing through the We'll sense. find out, it turns out, in about a year's time, an Arsene's book comes out. I know. Oh, my God. That is going to be the... There's only about four chapters you that is, that is going to be the biggest piece of propaganda ever. It's going to be 
It's going to be the the Arsene Wenger, you know, whatever the. Uh, who yeah, do you think uh, gets it? Who's, who do you think's photo is in his dart all at the moment? I think it's definitely Gazidis. He well, he is. It, like I think the interesting thing about Wenger is he's gone away. I think he thought that he would get an elite job. He hasn't got an elite job, well, and he now he's apologising and trying to reframe. Well, he's got his a job. Through. What the FIFA? The FIFA thing. Technical director of FIFA. Technical director of FIFA. My God. Uh, but the, a, job, the, a job Andy Roxburgh one. Yeah, like Arsene for all his ethics, taking a job at FIFA. I'm going to fix it from within. Who's uh, who's the uh, uh, who's the Scottish manager that was at Scotland and then Villa Gordon Strachan and, and, and Birmingham and Villa? Alex McLeish. Yeah, he's had that job. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I, well, it's either that or the UEFA technical director. I, I I do feel for him, but the 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 I call it linked BN in. LinkedIn, linked being yeah, in, very good, very, very good. Uh, but it, it, like it, it, every international break, he drops a video of how, like how he was wronged. The the worst thing that Wenger does that really gets me and shows you how much of a cocoon he lives in. He's like my sacrifice, my sacrifice. Yep. ten yep. million pounds a year. Yep. You didn't sacrifice High, anything. Second highest paid football manager in the world at one point. And he got 10 years out of Arsenal that he would not have got out of Barcelona. Or anywhere else, for that matter. Barcelona took him off their shortlist to replace Rijkaard in 2008. They were like, he's passed it. 2008, and he lasted all the way through to 2017. Madrid stopped knocking on the door as well. Everybody did. Yeah. And the the only way... The only people... Do you know what? One job he was always linked with, and that was the England job that... He could have taken that England job, and I think he would have been pretty good at it because it's organising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, the PSG job, where his mates at PSG would link him every summer, so ask the fans would go, "Oh, PSG would come in." It's like PSG want to win the Champions League. He's not done that in twenty yeah. attempts. They're never going to sign him. But I, I, I know that you are an avid reader of sports books. Um, my hope, for, my hope for the books, he should do it in three parts. Instead of just one, because there's too much history and there's too much of a market. But it would be good if there was like some sort of thematic, like is it leadership? Like what? Like I would love to be able to you know, take something away I, from the books, I right? Think, I think that's really interesting. I think what I would like to see is for those of you who've read Dennis Bergkamp's book. Dennis Bergkamp's book is nothing about week in week out football playing for Arsenal, winning trophies, or anything. It's about the technical nature of the game and what you need to do to play it how that then manifested itself in his career to then make him successful. And I thought it was one of the most fascinating things to read. I hope it's that kind of book. Yeah, give it a, give it a theme. I, yeah. I, ho- I hope it isn't like... Um, uh, like boardroom, a, boardroom, it's, I hope it's not some kind of, kind of payback or getting my side of the story. The worst I, thing can be is, here's my side of the story. I don't want to hear it. No, I don't want, I don't want to I don't your want to hear side it. of the story. I don't want it to be... Um, and, and if he writes on my side of the story, I promise you there will be a counter. There will of be a counter. Of course there will be. Because of course there will be. There, there, are, there, are two things, there are two things that are going to um, come out, either a Netflix series about the real Arsene Wenger, because fans don't know what that is. And, and, and there is because I've been taking phone calls about that for for ten years. There is a there is a side of Arsene Wenger that you will not believe, or somebody's going to write the book. Like he'll write the this is what I think it is, and someone's going to counter that book, and that book will blow your fucking mind because some of the shit that Wenger got up to, I, I don't mean like illegal, but just some of the batshit crazy decisions that he made over the years. If someone truly explained how Arsenal got to those decisions, I mean, you've seen some of it with Dick Law coming out in the press talking about how they thought of the the cash as their own. Like that's just a small microcosm of some of the things that Arsene Wenger turned down. Some of the players they turned down. Uh, some of the, the the crap that he built around him, but I am still going to buy the book. But of course, I, you're. Of course, so I. Do, I mean, do the good are. years. Do the good years. Do the 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 stadium transition years. Yeah, and then give us the, the the dirt of you know how complicit if you know Ivan Gazidis was in the 20, final years. Twenty ten onwards should be two pages. Yeah, in big letters. Sorry, I don't. Oh, sorry, I, I sorry, almost, guys. I almost don't want to read it. No, I don't. That, like, I don't. I don't. It was, it was, it was bad. Uh, he's going to blame it on the board's decision to get rid of David Dean. Do you think? That, I, I, don't, I think it's I, very predictable. I, I, I think he's. Uh, I think he's too. 
too egotistical to to position David Dean. Because if you, like, he offered, you, I mean, David Dean's been on record and said this, isn't he? That he offered to step down when David Dean was let go. He said, "Do you want me to go with you?" And he said, "No, I need you to stay." Well, because he thought, because he knew that yeah, he was coming well, back. Dean's big. No, well, no, because I think Dean, I think Dean's trying to find the right word. I think Dean's an Arsenal fan, and I think he thought the best thing for Arsenal was for the manager to stay. Yeah. He made some terrible decisions, though. For an Arsenal fan, that must be, it must be difficult to sleep at. It must be difficult to sleep at night knowing that you let two of the worst owners in the world into the club that you love, and you got frozen out by both. Uh, it's not quite how it happened, is it? He brought one in; they didn't want him. Then and he then teamed the, up with Usmanov and, and then sold the, him his and shares. The alternate, the alternative wasn't any good, so they went with him. I think, Didn't do his due diligence on Stan, though. Did he? Oh, fucking Stan. Um, no, I don't think anyone did. No. And it wasn't... Um, I mean, I guess it was kind of... What was it, 2000 and... Did we need him? I think that if... I think if... The, if, I think if, the, if Fisman hadn't have got ill, I think that we yeah, would have seen I a different Arsenal, a, right? I think that's a reasonable point, by the way. Yeah. And you could, you, do you know what? We're not the only club. If Matthew Harding hadn't died in a helicopter crash, what would have happened to Chelsea? Yeah. You know, would they have actually made it without the need for all the extra money? Ken Bates would have been out anyway. But, but then I guess it's like, well, if you were doing your due diligence, where, where would you go anyway? What, so Stan Kroenke, extremely bland, non non-sport well, I think, type of yeah. owner and do you know what I think they thought he was non-threatening wouldn't get involved and therefore the rest of them you know Mr Lord Harris of Peckham who ran carpet right or whatever the fuck it was allied carpets or something knows a lot about football he does uh, but do you go you go with a, a, a Russian gangster do you go with a, a sheikh that like shits on human rights no I, go... I, I, I've always stood by this and I'm a, I'm a big supporter and always have been of the supporters trust that pleurisy of ownership in football clubs is a healthy thing. No one person having control is only beneficial and you get a balanced board. Yeah. Yeah. Let's bring uh, it back. Let's bring it back. Let's take over. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. There we go. All right. Well, we cracked through a lot there. Um, so your dog has um, got a lot of opinions on Grant and Jack about the sounds he does, of it. He doesn't like him, I can tell you that much. does not like him. Okay, all right. Um, we will be back next, week, next um, week on Monday because the game kicks off at three o'clock our time. So we'll be back with a, yeah. uh, a, a report on that. So thank you for the listen. Uh, thank you for joining Ash. Cheers, buddy. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Whatever you're funny, Peacock's got it exclusively. Stream classic sitcoms like The Office, Parks and Recreation, and Two and a Half Men. Plus, catch Peacock original comedies like AP Bio and Say by the Bell. For all your exclusive comedy faves, go to PeacockTV.com and get started. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.